time we have. But before I go, I just want to say a little prayer for us all. We need to remember that times are hard right now. People are struggling. We need to be understanding and forgiving of one another. I pray that all of you be sane and well. And to be with people who make you feel loved. Isn't that right, guys? Gonna cry. <laughs> so blessings to all. And live from New York, it's Saturday Night! It's Saturday Night Live! Starring Dan Martin, AJ Patton, featuring The Nurse, AJ Patton in ballet class, and the time he was in Idea with his shirt off. And now your host, Bob Pantalone. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Pantalone. Uh, oh, we're back to this bullshit. We're getting roasted in the intro. You're, yeah. you're getting booed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, boo you. Boo you, boo, Wendy Testabagger, boo. <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back, AJ and Dan. Climbing up the ladder here, your third episode. You guys are starting to come with notes. You're starting to feel the rhythm. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to our Saturday Night Live breakdown, the show where we break down in about a half hour sketches that took about five days to write. (laughs) (laughs) Talk sometimes a little too critically about these things that someone probably wrote when they were three bong rips into uh, a <laughs> 4 a.m. Sunday night. But anyway. Ready to pick them apart. Ready to pick them apart. So we're going to talk about February. And February, we'll, we'll roll John Krasinski in because his episode came out at the, at the end of January. And so some of the episodes we're going to be talking about today are John Krasinski's episode, Dan Levy's episode, Regina King, Reggae Jean Page, and Nick Jonas. And there was a lot that was happening here, guys. Panels are back, of course. This is mm-hmm. now no longer SNL, but it's just the panel parody show. We had multiple bits with pitchmen, <laughs> marketing pitchmen. We had multiple <laughs> exercise bits. Yeah, so lot, lots happening here. How'd you guys feel about this last string of five episodes? You know, I, uh, I think there was a couple of really shining sketches out of it, but for the most part, I think it was some booty. There's a little light chuckles, we'll call yeah, it. some a light, light chuckles. Chuckle rain. They, they focus so hard on the shorts, and the shorts are strong, but I try to remove my, that as, as the actual improv. That's really, or a sketch, you're saying? Yeah. It's really interesting that you said the shorts and the, and the music or, you know, the fake commercials or the, the fake music videos, because especially in Nick Jonas's, I was like, the, being a host of SNL doesn't seem super complicated on show night because you, if you look down the actual breakdown and the structure of the show, you come out, you do your monologue. A lot of times the cast is there for half of it, right? You're playing off the mm-hmm. cast. And then there's going to be two shorts that you record on Wednesday or Thursday. And the actual time you're in a sketch is maybe like once per 45 minutes and you're you know normally supported by again a, a large cast so it's like it actually doesn't seem as, as hard now when you start to add in those those digital shorts that play throughout the episode right 
Yeah, definitely agree. I think also they they use it as a crutch for for weaker show hosts. You know, they'll end up padding the show with a, either a longer weekend update segment, or they'll they'll start using those shorts a lot. Yeah, I forgot even about weekend update. Weekend updates yeah. a big block in the middle nope. of the show, and there's no you know, the host doesn't need ever. to be there. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. Kate McKinnon will riff on a thirty second premise for four and a half minutes, and we'll just we'll watch her play a, a QAnon witch for four minutes for no reason. <laughs> There's no need for Nick Jonas in that moment, right? Uh, for so, sure. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting that, uh, that you brought that up because I had that thought going through some of these episodes too. AJ, how have you felt about the last five shows? You know, I don't know. I thought the highs were high, um, but the lows were pretty low. I actually was surprised that the people that, like the, the hosts that stood out to me versus the ones that didn't, I was pretty taken aback by like, like I, I felt like, I had really high hopes for Dan Levy and I had really high hopes for uh, Nick Jonas and both were kind of a little flat for me. Uh, but I also, but I was surprised also that John Krasinski, I felt like had a pretty solid episode and uh, Rigue, uh, uh Jean Page had a really nice yeah. episode as well. Like he definitely uh, did, which I wasn't, ex- I wasn't necessarily expecting that from either of those guys uh, to enjoy them as much as I did overall. Like there was some surprising stuff this time, I will say. Speaking of surprising, and I guess this is a good way for us to transition into episodes individually. I'm surprised John Krasinski's never hosted. He's had yeah, some movies shocking. come out where you know they, they, he could have used that to leverage the promotion of his movie. Or just the, I mean, I know the whole bit is in streaming, millions of more people have even become Office fans. But when that show ended, it was very, very popular. It was a huge cultural movement to the size of friends i feel and the fact that he had never been a, been a host especially when almost everyone else in the cast of the show that was a featured player has hosted jenna fisher's hosted obviously steve carell's hosted like how is how is john krasinski not hosted yet that was surprising to me but what did you guys think of this episode so it's again a, a pete davidson is one of his buddies apparently so that's when Pete gets a lot of sketch time is when his buddies are in there. So even in the first monologue, the I need you to kiss Pam bit, you're yeah, fucking yeah. Pete Davidson setting the tone. But what would you guys think in general, AJ? Let me know. Uh, I mean, I like this one. First and foremost, Cecily was back this stretch of shows. And that, yes. man, that made, I feel like that made such a big difference. And like you felt it in the Krasinski episode. I also think that like, Again, we kind of talked about last time the post-Trump glow, and I feel like you could really feel that too. I think there was no pressure to be as like political as they yeah. were in the first few like episodes of this season. They still definitely did it, but even that stuff they had more fun with, right? Like, yeah, it's like a pandemic Super Bowl party that, or, yeah. or no, excuse me, they're they're having a game night in the Krasinski one and everyone was part of the raid on the Capitol. And, yeah. they, and you slowly find out more and more and Krasinski puts on the Viking helmet and there's all like, these oh, like little sweet bits. racist Angela. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and just the instant, like, as soon as they come, they're like, yep, that's me. No resistance at all. Yeah, so I, it was just, that was a nice little piece of satire of just like, oh shit. And I'm sure everyone's had that experience before where, all of a sudden, you know, in those cynical moments where, where someone shows their true colors, they're like, oh my God, my friend's a fucking maniac. Like, oh my, like it just, that's what they were playing off of. So uh, I, I thought that that was decent. Even the cold open here was, it wasn't a political sketch. It was, is this working? And it was Kate McKinnon 
doing a panel drink every time we talk about a show that's a, a fake talk show mm. but uh, they, and then I, my favorite is this working is that OJ Simpson's getting the vaccine. It's like, oh, so yeah. only 1% of Americans had the vaccine and OJ was one of the people that got, okay, the yeah, vaccine I, is not working. I thought it, yeah, it was such a, it was a really, one of my favorite cold openings, I think of the entire season so far. Uh, shout out Alex Moffat for that uh, Zuck impression, which was so, he had a great Mark Zuckerberg impression. <laughs> Like you're a, a huge Mo- you're a Moffat guy for sure. Oh, I like AJ's Moffitt. always dropping Moffat. I think he showed like he did some really, really good sl- like I have other stuff about him, but he okay. killed it, I think, over this stretch. Well, maybe maybe I you're playing your hand already for employee of the month. Mm-hmm. But Dan, what did you think about Krasinski? Yeah, I think this was like a a classic SNL. You know, he was like a classic host. They plugged him into like the Boston bro a couple of times because he's like a big Matt Damon, Ben Affleck-y guy. Yeah, and he I even also plays Tom that, Brady yeah, in that yeah. cold open. Uh, I also like that that Blue Georgia sketch a lot. I thought that was like a classic build to then, you know, to come in at the very end and be like, no one's wearing a mask. And they're like, that's because we're free. They're still going to go Georgia to a certain point, yeah, even yeah. though they're putting avocado toast or whatever else in there. So yeah, that one was okay. That was, again, we're, we're talking about a consistent light chuckle. That one didn't yeah. have me laughing by any means, but you're flagging. Oh, that was clever. Okay, that was yeah. clever. Uh-huh. Okay, I get it. Like that was that to me that was like a light chuckle sketch. And refreshing from not a talk show or a panel. Yeah. Or, yes, you know, thank, it's like thank God, no I'm now noticing those things so much more. In this oh sorry, sorry if I've ruined yeah. panel shows, panel me. sketches for everyone cuz you're going to get two a night basically. Yeah. But the again, a, a, an easy way for the host to come in, do 30 seconds and then get the hell out of there. But I, the, the the sketch I like the most in this one is pretty bizarre was the uh, CNBC sketch where Krasinski has two twins behind them and it's oh god and Mikey Day. This is like bizarre almost <laughs> the shining twins that <laughs> have these skulls, these, these like baby head sculptures and this like fucking intense paintings behind him and it yeah obviously escalates and escalates and they're behind Beck Bennett at the end. I, I thought that was a, actually a pretty solid sketch. Yeah, that was good. I, I thought that was so funny. This is such a weird thing to say, but I kind of wish Krasinski and Beck had switched roles in that. I would have loved to see Krasinski just like straight manning the shit out of that and Beck just like like kind of going crazy with them. I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Krasinski was just like, yeah, yeah, they're fine. And But I feel like Beck would have been like, my sweet baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> instead of just being the normal dad that has weird kids that he doesn't realize but having a dad that's weird and, and it's like that's why it's totally normal is because like yeah. i'm fucking psycho too and beck does that thing where he's like i'm a totally normal guy and he's like yeah. this thing. <laughs> well, almost like the 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 car the the lexus commercial car where he's yep. this, he's oh, yeah. normal but he's this fucking insane dad right i think that could have been that's a really good call out but I, but regardless, still, I, I only, still yeah. successful. Well, that's the thing. I think the, the reason I even thought about it was because I loved the sketch so much. I thought it was so clean and they both did great anyways. Yeah. Let's, yeah, anything else you guys want to add on Krasinski before we keep moving? I was going to shout out that Mike Lindell, <laughs> my pillow <laughs> <Okay>. guy, <laughs> was, like, was that like the moment he came out, I like lost it, man. Ugh. I thought he was so funny. Uh, like it took no time. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of like misses, I think, like there. But uh, I also love a good pitchman, like pitchman throwing. I thought that's like always so fun. Uh, 
it's just Billy so Mays easy. here. Yeah, those those fucking infomercial assholes. But yeah, uh, Trump psycho pitchman was pretty funny. I mean, again, this goes in because we're gonna we're gonna be talking about pitchman a lot. Krasinski was part of the there's a random sketch where there are these weird subway marketing ceos so weird yeah trying to build a protein bowl yeah but they're trying to bring jared back and (laughs) i don't know like i think that sketch missed but it was just weird to me because later with reggae it comes back and there's there's more like weird marketing stuff happening it it was kind of a weird theme that i i was able to track throughout these episodes but in general, marketing, big, big marketing month this month. Well, super, you know, Super Bowl. Super so Bowl. I think that okay. was probably yeah. There was a lot of Super Bowl. Super Bowl basically lasted for three weeks because yeah. the week before the Super Bowl, there was the kind of all the Super Bowl stuff, the Super Bowl party. Then the, the Sunday after the Super Bowl, there was, they opened with a cold open of an NFL panel drink everybody drink fucking panel show and then then the following week after that they're making fun of tom brady Beck's making fun of tom brady at the tampa bay parade and so it's like three weeks of at least one bit that had to do with the super bowl i don't know if i don't know if that happens a lot but it was like oh man we're still in super bowl shit huh yeah it felt like it definitely felt like more super bowl heavy than i've ever remembered Mm -hmm. like usually it's one week and maybe even like a sketch or two you know what i mean like not like we're not sketches but i think that's also like we're in covid like the super bowl was a bigger thing probably to focus on you know because whatever yeah two different dudes playing tom brady as well oh yeah sound and 80 bryant playing both coaches i love so there's been a lot of 80 and kate well kate's always played dudes that's pretty much Mm -hmm. that's been part of her rap for a long time on the show but 80 has done ted cruz now this month and Ugh, then when so she did the two super bowl coaches that felt like a live sketch show that's that that's some shit that you would see at a second city show or some sort of sketch show in either new york or chicago or los angeles like that that yeah. to me was like yes thank you we need more of that i thought it was i thought that whole cold open that that was in was so bad but it was worth it to, for that bit it was totally yeah. worth it for 80 like 100 yeah because both andy reed and um uh, and bruce arian bruce arian <laughs> so both look, look so similar crazy. without just a different hat and like a different piece of facial hair so she's just like just say your next question really slowly <laughs> oh i love that great bit so i mean that's the dan levy cold open so let's stay with let's transition here into Dan Levy, who is the nation's darling. You will be very hard pressed to find someone that doesn't love Dan Levy. When I watched this episode with my girlfriend, I mean, she just, you know, when when your girlfriend kind of gets into like an excited girl kind of Mm -hmm. puts her chin in between her hands and just smiles lovingly. That was the way her body language for an hour and a half. I mean, just, just loves Dan Levy. Every, it's Dan Levy mania right now. You get birthday yeah. cards with Dan Levy on it. You get memes Every all the award. time. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's on fire. The guy's on fire. Yeah. So there was a lot of expectation with this, which is unfair, right? Because he's, I don't know if he's ever had a history of sketch or I mean, he's a great writer. He's a great comedy writer, but I don't, I don't really know what his background is. We all know his dad's background, mm-hmm. but the episode was okay. I think he was... They, they did not do him any favors in his monologue. Because a lot of times this monologue, if you think about like Regina King or even 
John Krasinski. John Krasinski, that's the oldest trick in the book, right? The, the audience questions, Keenan's asking questions, right? Okay, here comes Pete Davidson. I mean, they really just basically guided him through that whole thing versus Dan Levy's got a 10 minute walk and talk where he's guiding yeah. a tour and there's just a lot of moving pieces. The material wasn't super great. That's a tough way to start, man. Uh, well, I, the, I agree. The monologue was a little rough and the, the sketch they went into right after the monologue, I also thought was rough, but I thought overall that was a, one of the stronger episodes. Like I, I agree. I'm a big Dan Levy fan, like, like everybody else, but like I thought the Zillow sketch was like, was just on point with everything that I feel. And then I thought the Super Bowl mask off um, sketch was probably my favorite sketch in a while. Mm. Like that was just so strong. Yeah, can we take our masks off? And then they end up eating chili out of their hands, like Beth. Yeah. <laughs> like, when they're just like reassuring each other that they've been fine. He's like, "Yeah, I've been going to a couple places. A wrestling practice. Yeah, wrestling, underground wrestling, raw dog and chicks in the park." And Kyle Mooney's just like, "You're fine." <laughs> yeah. So, what was the sketch right after? The monologue because you said that was the Hollywood tour. I liked the Hollywood because I had that down as a but I thought I it Mm. it went on for an extra five minutes, but that's that's SNL. Yeah, maybe that's always I thought it was just it was a little long winded, but I I actually liked the premise. It was to me that was just like the justification in that was a little weak and it just didn't do it for me. Like the whole thing never drank coffee. He was like, I'm over calfed, and so I say the most insane, like most inappropriate things, you know what I mean? Like. That I just like that was such an important like con- connective piece, and it just got in my way. I thought some of it was fun, but like, yeah, to couldn't just he keep just coming been nervous? To- couldn't he just been like, "This is my first time. I'm really nervous," and just hundred percent, just a motor mouth or diarrhea yeah. mouth kind of thing? Like that could have. It didn't need to be this like caffeine. Yeah, take the like, coffee away. I think that would have been infinitely better, and I also think it, he would have been able to do more surprising stuff like as it went on. You know what I mean? Like as opposed to like. Because otherwise it was just like, sorry, it's just the caffeine. Like he can't own it. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's maybe when it's going hard that the only other that. player in that. It's hard because the only other player in that scene is the is is knocking everything he's putting up down. You know, yeah. he was like, "There's no kids on this bus," and he is an Alex Mop. It's like, yes, there are. You know, it's uh-huh. like that's hard to like continue with. Yeah, that's actually yeah. I think that's such a good point because the whole thing was like this, and it was like no, th- yes, no, yeah. and it was just like, what are we doing? Like my truly my favorite character was. Uh, ego in that one was like I wrote it down because it was so funny where he like says something to her like right off the bat and she just goes don't involve me and just keeps <laughs> driving the driver just keeps driving the I don't want to be involved yeah it is <laughs> so funny it's like such it was such a great line they're they've been having a hard time for the last uh 30 years with exiting sketches and that one had a hard time exiting even the Super Bowl one that we all say we liked if you remember the end of that sketch McKinnon shows up as Dr. Fauci for no reason. No I mean, I get reason. it. It's a cult, but like there, you didn't need that. And then Bowen shows up as Psy doing Gangnam Style. It's just like, yeah, why not just end if I can't smell or I can't taste? Yeah, just end. fade out. They, 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 that's what they've been doing recently is they just pull the camera back. Right? They did that with reggae in the, in the boat, right? They, didn't, they were mm-hmm. all just kind of singing in that shitty sketch but they just pull out and you see the act the actors all scatter and it's it's an okay way to if you don't have a button but you don't need fucking sigh and dr fauci in that sketch just ah, you you couldn't find a more creative way to get out of there anyway i liked it sorry okay (laughs) i I don't know i like i well it's just like the absurd button works for me like just to like have a whole thing that's to be like 
because I think that's an easy out. But whatever. But I, it, I get not. It's okay I get if the sketch like is absurd. It's okay if the sketch is absurd, then an absurd exit m m makes sense. But that was kind of playing in a little bit of space of a realism with the COVID, right? That there's bits in the middle, but it's, it's, a, it's a COVID mask off sketch. It, it was based in a lot of realism, right? Mm. I digress. Any uh, other sketches from Dan Levy that you guys want to call out here? The, the Zillow sketch, I just downloaded Zillow this week and I watched this episode this week and oh. it, was, it just hit a little too close to home. <laughs> like yeah, I thought that, that was, was really dying. funny. It was a great yeah. bit. Did you hear the controversy that came after that bit where a comedian has been talking about looking at Zillow like it's porn? He has that as part of his regular, I can't remember the name of the comedian, but it's been part of his act for, I don't know, a couple years or something. So he was suing SNL for lots of money over the use of his material that's the second sketch i've heard about in this set of sketches that has been called out by a writer feeling that their work has been stolen that's that terrible sea shanty pirate sketch i saw oh, that going around twitter was like a stolen sketch really yeah uh, just a stolen a stolen sketch idea of like a from a like another writer has like he had it in his snl submission apparently oh and then they sure. like kind of like bastardized it and used a lot. They of, cut it up enough yeah, to it up. be able yeah, to claim. But Interesting. Pretty shady. Yeah, pretty shady. So that was not a good enough sketch to risk to risk Absolutely. public embarrassment and potential litigation. <laughs> I mean, I not worth it, Lauren. I would doubt that that was. I mean, I feel like that right. Sea, sh sea shanties were like are having a moment right now in comedy, which is a weird thing. Like I don't know. Like I just feel like sometimes right there are like things that are just funny in comedy like years ago in the improv scene there was like anthropomorphological fruits and animals was like a big joke that just kept popping up and like i feel like sea shanties was like a thing that was happening we got to get in on the movement we're snl yeah but I, anything I from know. an old writing packet that we could dust off let's transition then into regina king we'll save sea shanties for mm -hmm. a little later down the road but regina king in my personal opinion Took her a little bit to get rolling. The nerves seemed, she seemed a little uncomfortable uh, for the first monologue into the first couple sketches. But I actually thought that this gave us some, some chuckle laughs. I think this, it, this is the epitome of the chuckle laugh episodes, right? This, this one was the, the most ultimate chuckle laugh. The Tucker Carlson cold open was horrendous. This is, all the things of the show at its worst was that Tucker Carlson cold open on the Regina King. But I loved the home goods sketch with A.D. Bryant and the placards. But what I did you guys that, think? Yeah. What, uh, what, yeah. what did you guys think in this? Uh, I actually was very impressed with the cold open. I thought that Tucker Carlson was so good, so scary good. Uh, shout out to Alex Moffat again. Yeah, okay. And also, yeah. like, right, this was the first time that, uh, was this uh, the first time that we had uh, Cuomo come in? Because I thought this might not be it. This might, might not be when Cuomo came in first. Cuomo, I don't think this was Cuomo yet. But. Cuomo, but, Cuomo comes in with, yeah, a little later. So then but, we get a lot of Cuomo the last couple weeks. But Pete shows up in this cold open. And I, I don't know, like, I know you guys don't like Pete, but I thought Pete had had a was doing better in this little stretch than I've seen him do maybe ever on the show. Pete's fighting for his life. They, I feel like they are forcing that dude into sketches right yeah, now. Yeah, they're putting him in and gummy bear costumes and he's next plays. He was in 
the Ratatouille sketch in the Krasinski episode. Oh, I hated that. I love that. But I, sorry, oh, you're you love a everything I hate. I do, yeah. I do. I love the absurd button. I love that it That's just bad. zoomed That's out bad. and he was like a writer. The only thing he was good at was just looking a lot like the character in Ratatouille. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Everything yeah. else, just that sketch was horrible. <sighs> that was that was a that was a good twelve thirty sketch because you just put that at the end. If people are feeling drunk and silly, maybe they laugh at that. But man, that was not great. I I just. It's it's really hard for me to to get into Pete Davidson. I I've never felt more against the stream and in, in culture and in in popularity and in mainstream culture than I do with Pete Davidson. I don't understand why this guy is is so popular. But that Tucker Carlson is just this parade of Trumpers. It, like none of it was funny. There was way too many people. It lasted ten minutes. It was the show at its worst in my personal. It was political but had nothing to say. N- no observations. Oh man, I wanted to puke. So glad you liked it, AJ. <laughs> I did. I don't know. I, uh, uh, it was a strong, a strong uh, Tucker Carlson impression. The, the, the impression was fine. The sketch yeah, sucked. Was good. I was just say we also got '80s Ted Cruz back in, uh, which back I Bennett's really, really liked. Uh, I thought Kate McKinnon's Lindsey Graham was also fun, and like something about the quote, like there could have been some real Tiffany heads, maybe some Eric stands, <laughs> like for like people who were like rooting for trump when he was uh or like mm-hmm. changing trump's name when he was taking over the, the thing i i don't know i liked it but i'm fine with i i understand especially like if you're done with the panel thing yeah. i just think that's such a it's just such a trope of the show that it's like i just can't hate on it you know what i mean because it's like that's forever snl it had everything i hate panels really <laughs> shitty impressions because you forget you're you're highlighting a couple of the good impressions but there was like seven terrible ones political sketches with nothing to say it was all the things i hate about snl so anyway i, I wasn't into it were there any sketches that you guys uh, happened to like in this uh the, the peloton was funny the peloton was, was funny. i think a really clean really good and really timely sketch you know what i mean like pellet again pe- we're doing pelotons right now yeah i thought yeah. again chuckle worthy this is a light chuckle that was a light chuckle sketch clever right I wasn't necessarily, I was going, okay, yeah, let's go, okay, cute, okay, funny thing. Uh, I thought the uh, feminist theater sketch when they were the elbow. with Elbow was just <laughs> so good. on the money. Every now and again, they do this stuff for us theater nerds, and yep. I don't know if everybody else is into it, but when they, remember when they used to do the thing where it was like a black box and it, they would run, a, they would walk around and they would all have cool kids would have this shitty oh, little yeah. black box show and the parents were all like, God damn it. Oh, I hate this. <laughs> it was always Keenan as the dad and he's just so upset. This was similar yeah. where it was this, <laughs> this so theater good. group that just changes vagina to elbow, but then just clearly talks about vaginas. And then they don't need any payment except for use of the printers. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. So Uh, that that sign one was really great too, Bob. The the sign one was good. uh, They were all so funny, but the button uh, as I'm cross-faded as F (laughs) was like (laughs) so, so great. And when she was just like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I am. (laughs) Whatever. Regina King always saying this one's my favorite. I yeah. thought 
Yeah, that, that actually was, was good and especially because she's fading out at the end of this one's my favorite i thought that was good i i wrote down some of the signs that really made me laugh and just that's that's uh, speaking of a, a movement in comedy right now once someone started making fun of the live laugh love signs mm-hmm. and you see it in the progressive commercials do we really need a sign that says love laugh live no we don't right don't become your parents that it's it's definitely something that we're making fun of a lot, and I think this this sketch just took it and dialed it up to a hundred. But some of the ones that I really liked, hey barkeep, I want to die tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my sponsor thinks I'm in bed. <laughs> I'm sexually promiscuous, and my house is dirty. <laughs> uh, the dry... Home is where the hoe and me come together. <laughs> oh, I love that one. The, the dry January one was like, I'm too hammered to take a bath. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just tried to slip under the water. <laughs> yeah, I, put, I put my wine bottles in my neighbor's garbage cans because I, <laughs> I don't want the garbage man to think they're all for me. Then my favorite one was, it was the fold down sign where it just keeps folding. So it's, I'm outdoorsy because I drink outside. I bring a few bottles of wine and drink by myself under the trampoline. I'm fine as long as nobody gets on the trampoline. Basically, I just sit in dirt and drink. So good. And they just like, I also love, they just like, they just did it. You know what I mean? It was like, Mm -hmm. she wasn't even like getting time to react to them. And towards the end, I was like, I think she hasn't seen a few. Yeah, she's she's like reading them incorrectly. I think that they wanted to have that almost Stefan surprise element to what the signs actually say. It was great. It was so clean. It was so simple. And it was so satisfying. (laughs) Oh God, I thought it was, I just thought it was so funny. I was that I think that's my favorite sketch out of this whole run was the was the sign sketch and and the props department probably had so much fun fucking yep. with those and making those signs look pretty authentic as well like you'd actually buy them in home goods anyway so let's keep the ball bouncing let's go to one that we all had on our surprise hit list we all seem to pretty much think this one was a a standout but reggae what do you guys think I don't know if I would agree that he was, a, I think he was an energetic and ex, he was excited to be a host of SNL. And it's always great to watch a host have fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you could see that he was excited and it was like, you know, he was, he's an actor, you know, he's like, he's not a big famous guy. So I think that was nice, but it had some of the weakest sketches. Like I hated that Pete Davidson Skellington sketch. Oh, that was terrible. And, you know, the, that the was leg bad. sketch. Yeah, there was, you know, like I, I have, Nothing. This is the one where not, not a lot stood out as like best sketches, and there was a lot of like middling, except for a strong Britney Spears opening. Yeah, panel show. Everybody drink. Yeah, Britney Spears panel show. I thought that one was actually pretty clean. And Chloe Feynman. This is where you really start to see Chloe Feynman's volume go up because she's in this yep. sketch. She's in this a lot. She's in the monologue. She comes back as she plays that character again later in the show. She they they really use her a lot in here. I think the surprising thing to me with him was a, that he not only can sing, but is a phenomenal singer. And then they, they really used a lot of music in this episode, including the monologue, but throughout the episode, he's singing a lot actually. Yeah. I mean, I thought this was really great. Like, again, I thought that was a great cold open and I thought everybody did good. I know I already kind of talked about uh, Davidson's Cuomo, but I really thought his Cuomo was great. Uh, It actually is. I'll give him that. 
you know what good. I mean? Like he's like that. He says at one point, he's like that bird bitch son of a little <laughs> foot. <laughs> it's just so funny. Um, and then I also like that Britney Spears calls NYC TRL. I thought yeah. that was like good so bit. good. Um, but yeah, I, I like man. I just thought that this was one where like you have your 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 host is not too like you said too big of a star to like he, he doesn't seem above anything. He was just really right there with the whole cast. And I like the one that really I agree that there's some like kind of like meh sketches in this one, but the the pool hall driver's license sing along I so think, good. I think yeah, that was no, probably that was, my, that was one of the songs I was thinking, thinking about. I think that's probably if we're the probably my favorite sketch of this entire. Really, it, I wow. I did like it. They just got right into it. He was just like, "What is this song?" And he just like <laughs> go for it. And then they just like let it go. You know what I mean? It reminded me of the uh, the Mulaney one where they were at the gift shop, and mm-hmm. it just keeps like kind of like taking like surprising turns. You know what I mean? Those those songs on the roof. So, yeah, those songs can be so. <laughs> those songs can be so uh, like predictable, or they can be really awesome. And I thought that was great. Yeah. Shout out to Kate McKinnon as some Greek Orthodox dude for no reason. Sweet. Thank you, Kate. I think, yeah, there's been, there was uh, between this episode and the Nick Jonas episode, there seemed to be these sketches where every dude in the cast plus the host are all in it, meaning the, the sea shanties or this, or whether it was the, bachelor party there's just a bunch of dudes in a sketch together but this one just with with all of the guys trying to pretend that they don't have very specific and conviction but these very specific feelings about the the song and i i i was into it i thought it was great bowen yang's in the background but he comes up and he does his little moves at the end i had a lot of fun with this one the other ones that i wanted to call out to the the one that I actually enjoyed the most in this episode was the mixed martial marketing. <laughs> the 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 bizarre sketch where he's the artist and he's he's doing the doodles for this really bad marketing company that has all these terrible pitches. But they do it all on spec. Yeah. And <laughs> I love that the waves are going the wrong way. And at the end, it's Netflix, we do porn. I thought that that was a very Beck Bennett sketch. But again, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm here for those. So I really enjoyed that second marketing sketch. I like the Ice Cube British actor sketch. I actually did like that one. And it's Keenan. Keenan coming in and, and saving it for the most part. Yeah. But what did you guys think of the, the British actor sketch? I thought that was great. I just, my only knock was it took, it took like half the sketch to like get to Ice Cube with the accent. You know what I mean? I think that was the only thing about it because it was like, oh, that's the sketch. That's what we were waiting for the entire time. But as soon as we got to it, it was like, thank you, Keenan. <laughs> Once yeah. again, Keenan just like do your damn thing. Yeah. yeah. Just saying a bunch of weird stuff. Just reading it what looked like the first time off the cue cards. But shout out to that panel show, Everybody Drink. <laughs> <laughs> I was of all the panels at least that's the one I like the most if I've got to watch panels at least that one made me laugh a little bit so before I transition to Nick Jonas the audience was really gassed up in the reggae episode it felt like yeah they were a high school sketch show or like a high school assembly almost people were just freaking out or anytime anything happened and when he was when they were doing it was a really bad sketch but when they were doing the the sex scene coordinators it's just wow 
it's like, okay, fucking relax. I get it that you guys are excited, but Jesus Christ. Richard I thought that was a little big. But come on, you know? Anyway, yeah. I'm just a curmudgeon over here. But the audience was gassed up for reggae. Anyway. Yeah, I thought it was really funny. Like in her in the monologue, somebody mentions like an episode what they that they like love to watch, and the the audience knows exactly what they're like. Clearly, he's yeah. like butt comes yeah. out or something, and the audience is just like ah, and it's like they just know exactly what she was talking about. I was like, oh, this is Bridgerton really is having a moment right now her that I'm just like not it. totally aware of, like in a large sense. Yeah. Yeah. So then to bring this home before we get into employee of the month, Nick Jonas with another chuckle filled episode. I wouldn't say there's anything super standout. He does Deborah duty as the host and the musical guest. Dan, what'd you think of this one? You know, I have a a deep personal disdain for Nick Jonas, but. Tell me more. Why is this? Well, you know, early on in my relationship with Shannon, we went to a, a Nick Jonas free performance at the seaport and we waited for him for two and a half hours he was late he showed up and then just introduced the video of the song that was just on loop for the last two hours and i forever since that day was like fuck this <laughs> well you get what you pay for you <laughs> <laughs> so when he came out there was not even a performance he just showed not up even a performance three hours and said yeah this is my video he's like yeah here's my video jealous for the song that you just it was jealous had been playing for fucking three hours on that does sound like a nightmare like, that's what they, they should have made a sketch about that yeah if he i wish i oh it was bad but okay, i thought so this you was a strong him. host oh I, you thought I, he was a good host i thought he was a good host because he's also he's so multi-talented you know he's like you want this dude to play the piano and sing he's gonna play the piano and sing you want him to like get up and dance to play the bro he's like i feel like he's a pretty versatile plug-in mm-hmm. okay aj what'd you think uh yeah man normally i do like Jonas he's hosted before and I've enjoyed him because he 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 put forth a lot of effort I just I felt if to be honest like it this felt a little phoned in and maybe phoned in is the wrong way to say it but like between like the voice and uh the sketches and the songs like I just felt like everything was just a little lower than I wanted I like I would say like the monologue I think was an afterthought like I it was Mm -hmm. like probably the worst monologue of this entire yeah that was very weak it was bad and I think, I will, and, and maybe that's why, maybe that's why I feel this way. But like from that moment on, I was like, oh man, like I hope these are better because the mono- they didn't even try the monologue because the focus was on the music performance and the sketches, you know? People underestimate the tone that is set with a monologue. And yeah. it's Dan Levy. If you get out there and you've got nerves and the first thing you do is a 10 minute kind of stinker, that is going to drive the energy for the first couple sketches of your show. And the audience is yeah. kind of, you know, it's SNL. Everyone's just super excited to be there. And a lot of times they're gassed up. So you get to recover pretty quickly. But as an audience member, that does have a subconscious impact of how you're viewing the show. And I can see where you, where that would happen in that space versus someone like Reggae, who that monologue just destroyed, that the, the bits were just killing in that that probably gave him a lot of great energy going into his next few sketches so this one goes right into that workout sketch this is our second workout sketch after peloton with the workout mirror mirror, which i thought was with shannon delgado i thought shannon delgado was pretty good you know i i'm not the biggest kate mckinnon fan but i was into shannon delgado What what did you think aj Oh, I thought it was, I thought it was great. Like, like it was just an easy sketch. We knew what we were seeing. And like, 
Also, the name Shelman Delgado is so funny. And to get like Mikey Data, like what is like in, Invictus Zombie, yeah. <laughs> like which is like as everybody's like logging off and like get him locked in. Yeah. It was like a, a really like that was one where it's like, oh, this is a perfect button. It's built That's a great thing. button. Yep. Yeah. Like that, I think that just sketch was so clean from start to finish. Is there ever a time where you guys are watching a sketch and you're just really impressed with the craftsmanship of whatever set that they're able to pull together in a week? I just thought this, it probably is really simple. I'm sure the master craftsman guy was like, oh yeah, I can get you a workout mirror. No problem. We'll get that done. We'll write the sketch however you want it. I, I, just like that. Or like the little pirate ship that they were able to make. Just yeah. like that. I'm just like, fuck man. They pull that together in four days, a full pirate ship. It's probably a lot easier than what I think it might be, but I was really impressed with the mirror, with the magic mirror. That's funny you brought that up because I, I actually thought about that for both of these two. Like, I didn't, I'm not in the exact same way, but I was noticing this. I was like, when the ship came up, I was like, I wonder if that's a ship that they have, like if they normally have like a ship that they just bring out, you know what I mean? And then for the Peloton, I was like, are these, di or not the Peloton, the mirror. I was like, just thinking about how they put it together. Yeah, just practically. And I was, it was, just, it was a moment where you're just like, oh man, this, there really is like a whole lot of craft and a whole lot of other elements that go into like th these sketches. It was just a very, that moment yeah. was very uh, pronounced for me as well. It, maybe it's because both those sketches, the camera's pulling away and you're seeing the, ex the exits of the actors and you can kind of get a better look at what the actual set looks like. But that's just something I clocked. Dan, did you have any sketches that you wanted to call out for Nick Jonas? Uh, well, there's definitely a, a sketch in here that I loved. That I, I loved the the cuck sketch where they just kept Guy calling Kyle Saul. Mooney cuck. It really, that really just fucked me up. It was so, I was dying. But, and also just the awkwardness that they, well, maybe we should sit together right, right. based right. on height. Based on height. Let's practice. That got, got me. The guy, but that he's yeah. Um, just also this life-size doll of the guy from Soul. What I a weird with Joe joke. Gardner last time. <laughs> Joe Gardner. Yeah. It's <laughs> the name of the guy from Soul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This fucking loser that's got to. <laughs> no, he's taller than you, so he's got to be behind you. He's got to yeah. be your seatbelt. <laughs> I was uh, like, my name's not Cuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, and also they just kept like repeating. It was like one of those ones where it's just like the re repetition of all these words over and over. It's like, like when it, they just kept saying like, you have to check for height like yeah. over and over. And they're like, because well, he's the shortest of everyone. So clearly yeah. then that's a good, that's a good out. Right. It's just so funny. Yeah. That one really got me. The other one that I liked in this was the bachelor party and this tradition of getting getting boners, if you ever. And it's like, we didn't do anything. You guys just sang about your donkers the whole time. <laughs> and then they all get together. I don't know if you guys caught this, but at the very end of that song, again, easy for the, it's a pre-recorded bit, easy for your host, but mm -hmm. they all get together and they, they hug and then they, they're like, oh, traffic jam. <laughs> <laughs> they say traffic jam when their boners touch i i thought that was yeah the whole thing was so funny and it's like it is also a a funny take that i've never really thought about as far as bachelor parties are going I'm just yep. like yeah i guess we are all just like going to get boners together like that is just something a really funny like absurd thing that i had never thought about uh it was a fun take i liked it a lot 
Yeah, I think I thought the highs were higher in this episode, you know, like there there was some low sketches, but the highs were, this was not just chuckling for me, like the, like when they were just singing boner, 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 like that Mm -hmm. fucked me up. Yeah, I thought the, uh, the dating in the pandemic was really good too. And the, the Cinderella one was like so weird and 80, but it just gave 80 Bryant so much. Yeah. The Cinderella one was definitely odd. The, I think dating in the pandemic was very odd to me. I don't think it, it didn't play for me at least. And that was another one where they had no idea how to get out of that sketch. Yeah. They just, they just kept talking until they just faded <laughs> to black. I, I did laugh pretty hard at, at the, at some of the ones we've mentioned, especially Shannon Delgado, Shannon Delgado. Just to say, uh, I think this also is the strongest weekend update. I think Keenan's LeVar Ball. Oh my God. I LeVar love Ball was so good. I love, like, as soon as it happened, I was, like, collapsing. I was like, yes, yes, I, like, loved it. And I also really love... Super Carolina! Yeah, yeah, well, no, it was, like, a, a Carolosis. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to make a North, North, Carolina, North and South Carolina join together and create a Carolosis. <laughs> it's just so good. Uh, and then I also thought uh, Cecily coming in hot again with Mar- her Marjorie Taylor Greene. That was like, so good. And this bit where every time she sits down, she like pulls a gun out and gives it to somebody. Is this your like, gun? It's like, is this yours? No, oh well. So funny. I like love that. I think that character is so funny. And I know I said it early on, but God, man, Cecily, so good to have her back. I'm really, when we get to employee of the month, I'm going to be really interested to see who you pick, AJ, because it feels like you've been very high on Moffat, very high on Cecily. I think that she does such a good job because she also plays Whitmer. She plays a lot of different people within our government, but there it's, it's not just one character. She's, she's, she's got different perspectives and different tones for each one. I do admire her. And I think she makes a great update guest. A lot of her characters play very well in update. I think she's the most consistent update guest right now on the, on the entire cast, maybe outside of Keenan, maybe not, maybe outside of Keenan Keenan is fire. But I Heidi think, Gardner like, is not to be slept on. And she's also Agreed. very good, too. She was, wasn't she your employee of the month last year? Last month, month. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, she was. Let's get to it. Let's not do all wretch and no vomit. Let's get to employee of the month right now. Let's, let's bring this thing home. So I'll let Dan go first, because I want a little suspense with who AJ is going to pick. Dan, who is your employee of the month? It has to be a cast member. It cannot be a host. Who is your employee of the month? You know, uh, I don't want to uh, step on AJ's toes here, but I would, I'm going to say Cecily Strong is my oh, employee of the month. Tell me more. Why I, is this? Uh, mostly, you know, nobody really stood out as like, like having a great, great month. And, you know, uh, I thought just the Marjorie Taylor Green stuff alone okay. really was just such a strong character, probably the strongest character. Um, and it's just, she adds, she adds something to every single set she's in. So, yeah. Okay. All right, AJ. I'm very interested in what you're going to say here. Who is your employee of the month for February? I'm, you know, normally when somebody says who I was going to choose, I try to change it, but I, I was so happy to have Cecily back for this stretch of episodes that I think I'm going to go with Cecily. Uh, I really can't say like enough about Alex Moffat. I think yeah, Moffat's like, in, his, in his hand there going, "What the fuck, bro?" If he if every like month a, you talk about me and you're never get employee in the if month. If he's a basketball player, dude, every time the ball hits his hands, he's like hitting his shots. He's just not get it. He's not getting as many shots. But like <laughs> Cecily, man, like Cecily's showing up in bad 
sketches and being funny in them. Like that Mr. Chicken Legs sketch, she was so funny as like the army vet. <laughs> like he used to, it was like singing all the music for the show. Like that sketch was so bad. And she's just like, I'm, I've still I'm, got flavor. I'm, Pop me yeah. in your mouth and give me juice. <laughs> it was like 15 years after the army chewed me up and spit me out. <laughs> and I'm just trying to prove that this gum still got some flavor. <laughs> Like, it's just, like, so, and she also, oh, she has that, like, Susan Lee or whoever, the, like, update character, who's just, like, yeah, trying to, like, something. light a cigarette the entire time. And, like, <laughs> I just, like, I think she is, like, I think she makes everybody around her better. I think she comes in and makes all the sketches that she's in better. I just think she's the best. She had, in the Cinderella sketch, she has these really rank farts because all she eats is deer meat, raw deer meat and berries. <laughs> the look on her face the entire sketch even when the camera's not focused on her is just so good yeah she's in it no small parts only small players so okay so uh, it, it looks like we have we have two different employee of the months for cecily i'm going with 80 actually the mm. sign sketch was so sweet and, and good to me and hit me right in my funny bone i thought she uh, killed that and uh, that that alone was already pretty close to getting employee of the month but then you add the Ted Cruz bits you add what she did with Andy Reid and with Bruce Arians I think you've got the her as the mouse in Cinderella just lots of when I was really laughing hard 80 was right in the center of a lot of those moments so 80 Bryant for me is employee of the month great that's I think that's right on yeah Fantastic. So appreciate you guys coming on. You're already to three episodes. Chipping away here. Great. Well, we got a long layoff. We got a, we got, there's not another episode coming until I think the middle of the March. So we'll see you guys back here in a couple months to talk a little more SNL. Appreciate you coming on, AJ. Let's get it. Appreciate you coming on, Dan. Look forward to it. Absolutely. Analysis listeners, thank you for hanging with us. Don't forget to like and subscribe. It makes us feel really good as if you're in a silly sketch about home good signs when you like and subscribe to our show. Make sure you wash your hands, stay safe, treat each other with respect. And we'll see you down the road. Bye! These are my best friends, my brotherhood my crew and we honor a timeless tradition my dad got hard with his friends too mm. amazing job ladies we didn't do anything yeah you just sang about your stiffy ding-dongs the whole time <laughs> come on bring it in guys come here yeah. love you mickey i love you guys yes bye bye oh, oh, ow, ow. Ow, 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 ow. traffic jam <laughs>